Hello and welcome to the Twitchy Max and Useless Viking podcast. In return for listening to this podcast, we promise to introduce you to old games that are new to you, introduce you to some facts and hopefully entertain you along the way. We will also throw in a healthy dose of nostalgia, which has been proven by science to be good for you. Every week we talk about the past games from across the eons, all the way back to the dawn of time in the 1970s. We'll interview guests from the industry and explore what inspired them to get into games. Useless Viking and I will talk about our own experiences and we'll have fun along the way. At some point we might get some listeners and if we do, we'll take on your suggestions to talk about your games. Welcome to the Twitchy Max and Useless Viking podcast. Hello everyone, or anyone. Uh, This is our first podcast episode and this is going to be a slightly different format to the formats that we've had before. You've just heard the intros, but you guys, if you are out there, know absolutely nothing about me or Useless Viking. So when you're saying a format that we've had before, you mean a format that we will have in the future? Yes. Not before? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 So I'm Twitchy Max, that's me, and this is Useless Viking. By name and nature. By name and nature. So what we're going to do first off is we're actually going to interview each other and give you a bit of an idea of who we are. Credential... Credentialize us? Credentialize ourselves. You can totally do it. Credentialize us, yes. Credentialize us as vaguely knowledgeable about games, but um, yeah. we're on a journey here, people. So We're not as hardcore as some collectors and stuff, no, but we're, we're quite not. okay with that. We're not at all hardcore, but we want to talk about games and have fun. That's exactly yeah. it. Okay. So, I'm going to interview Useless Viking, and then he's going to interview me. Yeah. Right. Useless Viking, where were you born and when? So, you, by the way... You my... should know the answer to this question. <laughs> Things are going to go badly for us if I... you don't. <laughs> I just wanted to point out that even though Useless Viking is my moniker online, that is not my name. My name is Peter. So I'll start with that and say my name is Peter. I was born in Stockholm, which is Sweden. There is a Stockholm in the which USA, in which you can get. Yes, which is in Europe, for those who don't know. Well, I was born in 1978. What was your first gaming experience? What's the first time you can remember playing uh, a game? My not, not a board game, an electronic an game. An electronic game. So the first I can remember was we had the Atari... I was going to say the Atari Ping Pong game, which is... it's not. It wasn't called that. But it was the Atari... I think it was the Atari 1000 or something like that, which was the one where you literally had four different game modes. You could have a, two bars going back and forth mm-hmm. from top and bottom or the sides and then there were some variants of it i think there was something that they called mm-hmm. tennis which definitely wasn't tennis so i remember playing that we had that as our first console okay. and i was absolutely amazed by that okay i would have been young i would have been i don't know four-ish five-ish maybe yeah well, it's quite young isn't it yeah it's quite an early console to have well i don't think it was very much i didn't really i mean at that it was like mm. motor skills it was just like a white things flying around on the black screen what what's made you stick with gaming all these years why have i do so as in whatever why have i stuck with gaming like why have i kept i don't know i i think it's just one of those things right if you've got a passion for something and it hooks you early on there's an element of nostalgia and and gaming in the concept of gaming for me i think it puts me back maybe in a state of remembering how it was when i played it when i was young and i was playing with my mates there's the exploration and the the world building and the sense of being able to have a hero or whatever I might be doing and then, and then kind of choosing a path, which I love. And and I love movies and stuff as well. And I think quite naturally, if you're somebody who loves movies, you've got a better chance of enjoying video games because you kind of get to act out your own movie, as it mm. were, in many cases, especially yeah. with the good games. So I think that, and also having mates, and I think maybe we create our friendships but having mates that are enthusiastic about it as well and love gaming so we've mm. always got stuff to talk about and we're always trying to 
kind of catch up in that way as well. So, yeah, it's probably it. Let's forward wind to the present. Ooh, yeah. What's your current gaming environment like? So having gone through everything from C64s and Amigas and PCs and different consoles, I never had Nintendo, I never had a Sega, never any of those, right? How do you think you've got any credentials if you never had a Nintendo? Well, I I think the C64, the Amiga, the PC, and then I had the first Xbox and then the 360. Did you have N64? No, I had no Nintendo, so I never had Nintendo. I always played it as my mates and stuff. I thought we were friends. (laughs) Well, this was a strategy, right? Because it meant I didn't have to spend all the money, but I could still play all the games. You play Goldeneye. But all of us, yes, absolutely. All right, right, we're friends again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was was always in the context of us having mates that had different consoles meant so we Mm. could go and enjoy each other's houses... And by yeah. houses, I literally mean gaming consoles, and that's that's something that we did a lot of. That was kind of my 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 kind of alley into having my setup of games, which were all all kind of my first console was the Xbox. I never had a console really mm. prior to that. Okay. Then I had Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox mm. One X. Yeah. Now I've currently got an Xbox Series X. If, if anyone can hear that, that's a dog and a cat fighting. Yeah, they're just running around chasing, chasing each other. Yeah. Xbox Series X and a PlayStation 5 and a Nintendo Switch and a gaming PC, which I never use for gaming. Okay. And what about retro? Oh, so I've got a mini a NES, a mini SNES, a mini Sega. I don't have the mini C64. Which is, sounds weird, yeah, right? Yeah, that does sound weird, yeah. I have been emulating the games when we've been playing now, right? Yeah. So I've actually been playing them on the PC. I've been trying to get hold of the one that's like the full-sized keyboard version that mm. work, actually yeah, works. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, that one. I do like the mini one, but I'm just a little bit less interested in that one than I am the full, full-size full one. So I'm not sure. If that's not going to come out again, I'll probably just spring for the for the little for mini. The mini one. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's your current gaming environment. Yeah. And you spend an awful lot of time playing games. I do. <laughs> What are the three things that make up a great game for you? I think that the cheap answer for the first one would be like gameplay, but I feel like that's like almost like playability. Yeah, but then it's like that almost feels like a cop out. That's almost like, mm. you know, the genie wish, right? Where you wish yeah. for more wishes. So I think like that's too much in there. So I kind of need to probably say it. So I'd say if it's a story driven game, then absolutely a well written, well executed story. Yeah. So, but in general, I think a well executed game. So, and by well executed, I mean if it's a driving game, you should, it should, the controls should be intuitive, it should be easy mm. to do, um, you should be able to pick it up and yeah. just enjoy it. You don't want to notice that you're controlling the character. No, that's exactly that's it. That's the thing, right? Yeah. If I'm thinking about how many buttons I have to switch to do things, I can still enjoy a game. Like Red Dead mm. Redemption is a great example where I'm sure I punched my uh, horse in the face like a million times by accident while I was trying to do something else just because the controls are not very intuitive there. And the game is good, but the good the game is good enough to carry it anyway because of the story and other aspects. So yeah, so I think game that is constructed in a way that it plays the way it says on the box. Like it should be able to do what it says on the box. If they say open world, it should be open world mm. and it should feel that way. If it's an adventure action game, it should feel that way. Um, the second thing I'd say is if it's got uh, some of these are kind of like I guess building blocks depend on the game you're playing but like great voice acting or slash music Mm. so if there's no voice acting and there's music it still needs to be super well fit it can actually really break a game for me if if the music is monotonous or poor or whatever I can't play it same with the the voice acting or whatever it is I can't Mm. play it and I'd say the third one is that I genuinely feel like I'm getting value like a value for money or whatever you want to call it. Well, like, it's not value for money. It's value for time. Value for time. Exactly. Yeah. And time, I guess, is money. It's the it's the currency you can't yeah. buy, though, right? So you're yeah. right. So value for time. Like, if I feel like I'm getting value for time and that it's actually giving me something in exchange, then that that's be the third thing. That gives you an idea of what Jesus Viking finds interesting and, and kind of a background to his passion. You know, he's much more passionate about this stuff than uh, anything else, including his 
his partner um, and his dog and his friends. Fact. Fact, you know, I've seen the evidence firsthand. So my next question is, what drove you to doing this podcast and what you're excited about? I think from the podcast perspective, I've always loved being creative within the gaming sphere as much as I could be because my job doesn't allow for it. I did run a, a, a digital tech show, a game show mm. in New Zealand for two years where uh, we showed off the latest consoles, but we also had a, you know, a, like a museum of, of history gaming. What I found through doing that experience and running this show for thousands of people that came and looked at it was I actually enjoyed the history of gaming museum more than the fact that I launched the Xbox One and the PS4 in New Zealand. Yeah. It's actually more fun. Mm. Which is crazy, right? Sorry, Steve, and the other and the guys at, at Sony. Sorry, David. But the, the 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 fun that we had with that was great. So when you kind of said, "Look, I'm thinking about doing a game podcast, and I'm thinking about talking about growing up and being a gamer and stuff," it just like really hit that mm. kind of nerve with me. Where I think about it a lot, and we reminisce about it a lot anyway. We talk about yeah. like what we grew up with and and our kind of different imprints of gaming and stuff. And that really made me go, that sounds like an absolutely awesome idea. And hopefully okay. we'll get some people listening to it who feel the same way. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, last two questions, one word answer. If you could spend a day alive with one game character, who would it be? If one I... word answer. <clears throat> we don't care why. You just want the one word answer. Yeah. Uh, is there a Kang character called yeah? Probably somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, bubble. Bubble. Yeah. What, from Bubble Bubble? Yeah. Okay. Not Bubble, though. Not Bubble. Yeah. Yeah, just is Bubble. It, is it, yeah. Yeah, well, you want to be the first one, right? Yeah, I'll just hang out with Bubble. Okay. All right, fair enough. And if you had to have a game character fight for your life, which one would it be? I don't know. What is the guy called in Metal Gear Solid? Snake. Snake. Yeah. Snake. Snake. Yeah, okay. he could fight for me. Yeah. So, okay, cool. I'm more distant, stealthy, covert, but he could do, he could get the job he, done. He could get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, you you got confidence that he would be able to kill the other entity that I'm going to choose. Well, no, that's that I'm not because you can pick anything now. <laughs> yeah. I know and I will. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, cool. All right, there we go. We have uh, interviewed Pete. Hopefully it'll give you some kind of vague idea of what drives him. And now I'm going to interview my good friend, Twitchy Max. And uh, so first to clear this up. So your name is Max, is it? Uh, no. <laughs> so my name is Rich. But as you know, we, I, my nickname is Twitchy Max. Yeah. Uh, that's my gamer tag. Yeah. And the main reason that we settled on that was... And I love that it was by Quorum, right? It was by Quorum. I needed to get validation from my mates. Yep is that I'm quite twitchy with the trigger finger when yes. we're playing Fortnite and I'm always giving away our location by shooting when I shouldn't. And making us crap our pants. Yeah. Because we and think it, we're being attacked and yeah, we're not. Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> that's why I'm called Twitchy Max. It's nothing to do with the Twitch platform. No. Which in hindsight is probably a bit of a confusing thing. Yeah. But yes, I am Twitchy Max. Although you are on Twitch, is that correct? I am on Twitch as yeah. Twitchy Max, yeah. yeah. And the Max reference is more about your surname than yeah. your... Yeah, does that make sense? So, so Richie, Twitchy Richie, I'm just calling you that now, even though it's Twitchy Max. So where were you born and when were you born? So I was born in southern England in 1977. God, so you're I'm, old. I am so old and slightly older than you. Yeah, exactly. I was going to uh, say. Slightly older than you, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're, so we're closer than that. Yeah, we are yeah, close. We are yeah, close yeah, we can almost, congratulate each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so from your perspective, then, what was the first gaming experience that you can recall? I want to say Space Invaders. Oh yeah. 
I think that's the first one that I can actually remember engaging with. Maybe I saw Pong or something, but Space Vaders is the first one that caught my imagination. Seeing it on TV, the first time I can remember a computer at home was my dad brought home a Spectrum, an early Spectrum with the rubber oh, keys. Yeah. And I must have been about four. Yeah. You know, I was very young. Yeah. That's when they just came out. Um, he coded into it a clock program, which was really lame, but you could see this clock going around this TV yeah. screen. And that kind of caught my imagination at a young age, right? Well, that's cool. And I said to him, can you play games on it? And he said, no, that's not what it's for. And he was wrong because the Spectrum was an incredibly popular. Yeah, it was. It was the, actually in the UK. It was the most. Yeah, popular. the most. Uh, more, much more popular more. than the C64. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is a very different perspective to to you in Sweden or anyone in the US. Yeah, true. Right? Yeah, absolutely. The Commodore 64 was huge in the US, but Spectrum was huge in. Uh, and the same in Sweden. Like, I don't even think we sold Spectrum in Sweden. Yeah, it's not, a not to my very, knowledge. Very UK centric thing. It was absolutely. Um, so what about gaming? You know, what, what's what's made that stick with the years? Why are you a gamer now at your old ripe old age, Richie? Twitchy, Twitchy Richie. I I've had lots of periods in my life where I've not really been into gaming, but I've always come back to it. Oh yeah. And recently, I've really got into it. Uh, my kids are a little bit older, yep. and I've got more time. You know, in my early twenties, I had a bit of a gap, but there's always been a a thread there of gaming I've always really enjoyed it I've enjoyed the escape I've enjoyed the stories I've enjoyed you know feeling that I'm good at it although I'm really crap at it now yeah. um, when I was a kid I used to think I was quite good at it I and same. it made me feel good yeah you know younger people are better at computer games yes absolutely uh, I mean our rea- reaction let's be honest We, yeah. I mean we struggle to beat 13 year olds on Fortnite we kind of like yeah well, I like to think that we're playing 13-year-olds. We're probably playing 8-year-olds. But That's they have, probably what... They have lightning reflexes that we don't. I think when we win and have victory reals, it's probably because there were only 40-year-olds on. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no I, way I we could be right, kids. Yeah. So what is your current gaming environment like? And what is your kind of... Uh, keen to hear the project, prog- progression. As progression. You, okay. Yeah. So my first proper computer was a Commodore Plus 4, which isn't even a Commodore 64, right? It was no, niche. Seems kind of lame. It was pretty rubbish. It was quite lame. So that's one my parents bought. And after... Lot years it seems of nagging they got me a Commodore 64 um, and then I could actually play games on it nice and then uh, I had a break and I had quite a long break and I got a Game Boy got a Sega Mega Drive was the Game Boy can I just ask was that a tra- did you use it as a transport gaming device like did you go on buses and stuff I did. is that why you had um, it on the way to school yep. we had a 40 minute bus ride oh yeah cool there you go school. perfect on the way to school we weren't allowed to take it to school but I took it anyway yep. as, you, as you do <sighs> That's what most kids bad do. Boy. such a rebel bad mm-hmm. boy. It was the only way I could really afford a Nintendo, and I was really excited about Mario. My friends at that time were playing on Nintendos, and I didn't have one. Fair um, so I got one for Christmas, played that, eventually got a Sega Mega Drive. I was so happy that I got a Sega Mega Drive, and all my mates had just bought Super Nintendos and nice. sold their Mega Drives. I was way behind the curve. Never had a Super Nintendo um, until now. After that, I had a bit of a break, actually. Um, hit the teenage years and it's didn't not you, it's play. me. Yeah, it's yeah. That's what it was like. You know, yeah. I'm too cool for you now. But actually, uh, that was nonsense. I was not cool. The next time I really got into gaming was playing Civilization. Yeah. So probably Civilization Two on my friend's PC. Absolutely loved it. Spent like eight hours in a row at his house, and his he eventually kicked me out because um, <laughs> I was playing it. Yeah. Obviously, went to uni, played Sega Mega Drive, Sony PlayStation came out, blew the world away. Couldn't yeah. afford it, but it was awesome. Spent many an hour playing that. Then had a, had a break. You know, uh, it's, it's an emotional time. You know, I just couldn't have the commitment really. Um, and I think I really got back into gaming 
when the Nintendo Wii came out. Oh, yeah. So there's a big gap there, right? Yeah, there's a big gap. And uh, the Nintendo Wii really caught my imagination. Really good fun. In fact, before that, I probably had the PlayStation 2 for yep. a bit. And since then, I've I've been a bit of a Nintendo boy, but yeah. also a, a PlayStation boy. So I've had yeah. every generation of PlayStation. Every generation since the Wii. Uh, the Wii. So I had the Wii U. I was one of the only Oof. people in the UK that probably bought it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, my um, condolences, it man. Was, it's a much maligned system, but it wasn't that bad, actually. And it had reverse compatibility. And I think it was one of the first ones to do that pretty well. Yeah. yeah it was good. So my current gaming setup, right? Yeah. Current gaming setup. I've got a PlayStation 5 on a decent TV. I've got a Nintendo Switch. I would say of the two, the Nintendo Switch is my primary system. Yeah. Because of Breath of the Wild. Oh, God, let's not go into this. Yeah, no, we are. We are going to go. We are going to explore this because oh, okay. you are wrong and I'm right. Yeah. I've also got some retro consoles. So I've got the NES when it first came out. Yeah. I had the NES Mini. Yeah. I've got the SNES. The SNES is actually what got me into Zelda. Oh. The retro SNES, not not back in the day SNES. Yeah. Uh, and the boys as well, my two young boys. I've got the PlayStation Mini because the games on it are rubbish. Yeah. I I skipped that yeah. for that reason. Um, I should have done, but I yeah. bought it anyway. Good on you. I don't have the Sega Mini. The and, Sega is great, and I really want that because um, my wife loves Sega. She loves Sonic, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to. I do that have that one. Point. That one is insanely good. Yeah, and I've got the C64 Mini as well, which I also want. Yeah, I've got Xbox for Connect things like that. Oh, as and well. also let's talk about this because I'm slowly getting you to the viewpoint that maybe an Xbox Series X wouldn't well, be a bad idea. Maybe to add to my gaming setup, though, I've got PSVR. Yeah. And I've got a full racing setup as well. Yes, so I've got true. A full you racing do. You rig. do look So I will play Gran Turismo in full VR, which is insane and really good fun. Can only do it for a little while because it's a little motion bit too sickness. realistic. Motion sickness, yeah. yeah. But it's it's great fun. So I've dabbled in the dark hearts, let me put it that way. Um, and I That's spend it. far too much money on games. I think we both do. I mean, and, it's, and it's, I don't get refunds because I'm on PlayStation and you're on Xbox. <laughs> We just had this conversation recently where I managed to get a refund for a game that I thought was not that great at launch <coughs> by a mutant. <coughs> um, and uh, the reason why they gave Twitchy Max for not being able to refund it was that he downloaded it, which I found yeah. highly ironic. Because I'm like, how is, he meant to da- how is he meant to get refund for a non-downloaded game? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what are three things that make up a great game for you? Ooh, story. It's got to have a good story. Yep. What if it's, uh, you said Gran Turismo, does it have a great story? Well, Gran Turismo is a simulator. I think the rules are different for a simulator. Okay, so not great story then, potentially. Uh, well, it, de- it depends, right? If, you, if you're if you playing a game where you're getting better and better at driving yeah. and you're writing your own story, then it's oh, it's got an emergent okay, story. I'll, I'll allow that one. An emergent yeah, story. Yeah, I'll allow that one. So a good story. I don't want to think about the controls. Oh, yeah, so we, that's what and I that, said as well. That's I agree, what you said. Agree. And I, as a Southpaw controls are a real problem for me yeah this is true and I as really we've noted on many occasions many occasions so when we play Fortnite, i'm on a keyboard or mouse even though we're on playstation yeah i cannot handle the stupid joysticks yeah. on a playstation 5 so i don't really want to be thinking about button combinations in too much detail i yeah. just want to you know i'm one of these people who wants to mash mash the buttons and nice things happen and what's your third thing would you say my third thing I think it, it it's kind of related to the comment 
about the game, but I want it to be frictionless. I don't want it to have stupid narration that gets in the way of the game. I don't want to have to click too much to get through stuff. I don't want to be interrupted. So in um, Valhalla, Assassin's Creed oh, Valhalla, God. you'll be in the middle of something and then you get ripped out of this world you've been immersed in to yeah, do some kind of modern day stuff. Yeah. And, and I don't really enjoy that because I'd bought into the whole Viking thing. Yeah, and just completely pointless side quests and stuff, which they were trying to say that they'd done away with, yet they are as pointless yeah. as they've always so, been. Uh, yeah, I want it to be a, a seamless experience. I will forgive clunkiness if I'm really enjoying the story, but only a certain amount of it, and then yeah, I just I get agree. fed up. I'm the same. Like that's why you know we talked about before about Red Dead Redemption Two. Is I'm willing to accept that the controls makes me punch a horse every two minutes because yeah. the story and everything else, like the world building that's, and the graphics, are just out. That's a big difference between me and you, though, because I've never really got past the first twenty minutes of that game, and I've tried to because the controls are in the way. Yeah, and I just don't have the patience. Yeah, I just gave it a go. It was worth. It. Okay, what are you most excited about with doing this podcast? Oh, I'm really excited about talk, talking about the past and getting a good feeling of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really love this to turn into something where we've got a, a bit of community of people who like-minded people who enjoy games and we can engage with, you know, build and engage a community of like-minded people and just chat about stuff together. Yeah. And I love it when people wholeheartedly disagree vehemently with what I've said. I prefer it when they disagree with what you're, you've said and you're that on my is, side. I could see that. And I'm sure there'll be some Zelda debate going on. But that's what I'm excited about, right? Even if it's just me and you talking, that, yeah. that that's pretty cool. But actually having some people listen and want to engage with us, that would be awesome. That would be absolutely amazing, I think, as well. So, which game character would you want to... I mean, obviously, you, I'm, I'm thinking you, you will have thought a little bit more about these, but what game character would you want to hang out with, spend a day with? <sighs> Lara Croft. I'm surprised you didn't pick someone from Zelda. <laughs> I thought you loved Breath of the Wild, and I yet do. you didn't pick Zelda. I do. Or Link. Or Link. Why, why would wow. I pick Link? Link can't talk. Huh. Why would you want to spend a day with someone who can't talk? Bubble can't talk, but I think we would have fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. <laughs> That's said the better. Okay, so what game character would fight for your life? Okay, so they're fighting against Bubble, right? No, they're so fighting against Snake. Oh, against Snake. Yes, they are fighting against Snake. I did think about a cheat of this. Well, it could be the game Populous where you play God. It could be God. Because oh. you're not... But that would be a lame answer, yeah. wouldn't it? That would yeah, be that's... such a lame answer. You could hear me making my size there. That's yeah, yeah. Actually me sighing. Ah, oh, so who would, who, would, who would I want fighting my corner? Maybe Calamity Ganon. From, from Breath of the Wild. He's oh, the yeah. bad guy. He's pretty formidable. And yeah. I'm not sure Snake, Snake could sneak up on him. If I was giving you a fighting chance, I'd say maybe Kirby. Great. Because Kirby is... I'll tell you what, though. Kirby is right? 100% underrated, considering yeah. the fact that he's based on the Nintendo lawyer yeah. uh, who managed to win a case for them in the US and yeah, they named yeah. the game character after him. So he might actually he might actually sue Snake somehow. Yeah, I th- I'm not I entirely think that sure would happen, how. Yeah. I think that he would probably happen. would. He'd, he'd, char- he'd charge him with some sort of lawsuit well, and he would be taking he'd suck him into his mouth, spit yep. him out, and then sue him for the yep. trouble. So there there you go. So we see one thing that, that, we're, that we're big on and that we're really keen to do with this podcast is to share some memories of kind of, you know, our, our, our memories from our fond pasts as young boys and I guess men to be. And so what I'm really keen to talk about is, I guess, a gaming experience that means something to you. 
And I was hoping that you could share a game that you remember fondly and let us know a little bit more about what that game was and kind of what era it sits in as well. Okay, sounds good. We are out of time though today, so we'll have to talk about that in our next episode. Episode two is going to include some furry creatures and a lot of stats. I bet you can't wait. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time.